Amazing glad rags. And here's Ron Wood. Hello and welcome to the Keylock Podcast. I've probably definitely just blown my audio instantly. Um, I'm John Major. Uh, with me this week, I have uh, Johnny Hodson and Aaron Keylock. How's it going, lads? Good. Good. Well, it's going. Yeah. I'm about to grip it and rip it with the sweet Coke. Oh, I full, full fat as well, man. And some Jack. Oh. So. oh. Some Use sweet this. ASMR for the fans there. On a Wednesday. <laughs> Joe's having the lemonade. Oh no, he's not. He's having a coke. Jack Daniels. People, there'll be people all over the fucking country now going. Ah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <he has> the... <laughs> Jack Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly what we want: is to start putting people to sleep before they listen to the podcast. You know what, man? ASMR. I have gone down the fucking rabbit hole with ASMR. Like. <laughs> Big time gone down the rabbit hole. I am now watching uh, called uh, Spiritual Olympia or something. or something. It's just like Peruvian, I think, South American, uh, like uh, spiritual blessing kind of routine that people do. I'm just watching that, man. Like, if I ever can't sleep, you'll just catch me somewhere watching that kind of nothing. It uh, knocks me the shit out, man. I never really got into ASMR like it like has an effect but it's not a positive one like I'm always just like now nah, that's too much I don't like it's like makes I, the... I said this because somebody somebody said to me that they were struggling to sleep and I was like you want to you want to get some ASMR into it but I think people because there's been a couple of like documentaries on it where it's like people rubbing fake ears and stuff which just creeps the shit out of me I think people have gone nah I'm good thanks and I totally understand that because I, I watched that and kind of went yeah this isn't for me but it is like this it it, it's weird with me man like the the spiritual stuff really gets me like the palm read like palm reading stuff that knocks me out um the 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 spirit like there was a oh there was a guy in india called the the cosmic baba Uh, he's like he's like uh, doing head massages and stuff that used to go he fucking died man i was desperate to get out to pushka and and meet him but he fucking died (laughs) There was a a company that I used to watch a lot of videos on, a company called Rooster Teeth, and they made a full documentary about finding this cosmic Abba because um, they'd seen his stuff online and they wanted to know where he was. um, And so they like went to India and and went and found him, which is pretty cool. Same guy in the little little barbershop. They literally like, we have no idea where he is. Um, yeah. We're just going to go to India and like hope that we find him. So they ever found him. Fucking mega famous man. It was people going from all over the way. I was like, that I have got to go and do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there's loads. Of, apparently, it's like a it's an Indian that that part of India is quite big. Um, that kind of thing. So I might have to go out and just uh, yeah, and do what do what the Beatles did and become all spiritual. <laughs> hey John, I've got this idea for a song. <laughs> Sorry, I'll just give you a head rub and whisper sweet nothings into your ear. I'm sure that'll be uh, yeah. exactly the same. I'll be gone. I will be gone. <laughs> but I've got I am truly down the rabbit hole now, man. Like I found one the other day, this um <laughs> this wine waiter, like really methodically 
uh, going through like the how you're supposed to really serve wine, you know, like where you show, you know, you put the cork on the table and you and you, and you slosh it round and you sniff it, and you slosh it round, you throw it over your shoulder and you catch a bowling ball. <laughs> and um, I don't know what it was, man. I don't know if it was because it was methodical, mm. but I, you know that kind of all over body orgasm where you get the sh- like the tingles, you go, <laughs> it just not, it just got me, man. It just, like don't you, you never need a taser with me. Just show me some <laughs> intense weird ASMR, man, and I'm out. Go on. Aye. Joe, we past... know what to do when we're 500 miles into a van journey. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> You're just sending me loads of them on YouTube. What's this? Yeah. <laughs> Joe, like putting a towel over a budgie's cage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For the past week, I've been watching um, it's a guy called Jim Browning on YouTube, and um, he does, he's, he's, it's called like ethical hacking, which is where he finds scammers. And like sort of hacks into their computers to find out information about the scam centers and all that kind of stuff, um, but he's Irish, so like it genuinely sounds like a really nice James Cassidy, <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> telling me about all these Indian scammers. It's brilliant. I love it. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. You know what? Is it? There, there was one I watched the other day about this Irish guy make, making a sandwich. Right. It's called. It's like if you type in accidental ASMR, you get some killer stuff. There's a suit fitting. <laughs> just gets me Johnny, this is getting weird now, man. Honest to God, man, it's it is it is an odd little thing. But there's this guy, mate. He's telling you very methodically how he's cutting up his tomatoes, and and you. Oh. <laughs> Have you ever seen the video of? Um, it's like the saddest cooking video of all time, and it's this guy making like uh, nachos and cheese and stuff, but just like he's just so deflated and everything that he says. It's so sad. But, like, it's really funny at the same time. <laughs> I love it. I'll send you that over. I'll, uh, yeah. I'm going to start, like, sticking stuff in the description of the YouTube video for, like, bits and bobs that we talk about. So I'll I'll stick that video in there. Um, super sad cooking guy. So, yeah. Um, it's uh, probably about time we got into the first of our segments for this week. Now Alvin the question Club. is which which one am I going to spring on you? Is it going to be oh. Alvin Club or is it going to be either one? I feel like a you know when you see a goalkeeper facing a penalty. <laughs> I can tell you now, it's Alvin Club. Boom. So Alvin Club is um, it's like book club but for albums. Uh, every know. week are coming. Yeah, I know everyone knows, but I have to say just in case it's somebody's first time listening, shut up. <laughs> I'd be a bad host if I didn't mention it every week. Oh, uh, well, you haven't offered me a cup of tea. Johnny, we've got to kill 45 minutes. We got exactly, to yeah. <laughs> I should probably go back to explaining it in full again. So the album club is where we take an album every week and we uh, we go away, listen to it throughout the week and we come back and uh, talk about it. And this week's album was provided by the lovely, beautiful Johnny Hudson. Um <laughs> who has uh, given us uh, Fire and Water by Free to Listen To. Um, Favourite band, I think. Yeah. I think. I mean, you just love Paul Rogers, though, don't you? That's. Uh, I've given him a listen a couple of times. <laughs> so we'll get, st- uh, stole everything. Stole everything. Yeah. Uh, we'll get straight into the questions. Um, I doubt this first one will make much difference. Um, is this anyone's first time listening to the album in full? It's, no. I've listened to it years ago. Um, I'm sure it's Johnny's. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who's free? Yeah. You'll be like uh, JB Cannon from Rival Sons going, I- I've never listened to Led Zeppelin before in my life. Oh, yeah, that was great. <laughs> uh, yes, that's um, why we are similar. Yeah. Maybe. You were just influenced by who Paul Rogers was influenced by, so it's it all. It all uh... That is true. <laughs> yeah, very not, true. Yeah. Not, sure not, not, more by, not more than by Paul Rogers himself. <laughs> no. I'm you sure that like, was a good a good example of Jay Buchanan's sarcasm, though, Joe. See, I don't know. Like, he he sounded genuine. Like, he, he was on about uh, listening to all the soul stuff, and uh, he just like never really came across Zeppelin, which I, I suppose doesn't make much sense. But no, <laughs> no, I've definitely listened to this album before. Yeah, um, I can't remember the last time I did listen to it in full, but. Um, I have heard it somewhere along the way. Um, being into Bad Company and all that kind of stuff, I've listened to it. But you're um, a Simon Kirk fan, aren't you? You like Simon Kirk's drumming, so... Yeah, I do indeed, yeah. Um, rock solid. I didn't quite realise until I saw them for the second time that, like, I don't know whether it was just the second time that I saw Bad Company. He just kind of does whatever he wants, Simon Kirk. Like, I feel like most bands the drummer just kind of you know sticks to the thing but there was quite a few moments where I was like I've never heard him play it like that before like um, especially yeah. songs like uh, like Burning Sky um, mm-hmm. he plays the groove in that quite differently but on, on different occasions yeah. there's uh, a nice. couple of even even recently there's they, they released like um, they did like a bunch of those you know where you can buy it live straight after the gig yeah um, yeah, yeah they did a they did a few of them and I think he put them on on Spotify for a while and there's I saw them a couple of times on that tour, and even night from night, it's different, man. I love that. I, I think that's I think that's yeah. a real mark of a band that can still like, lock in and, and play. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. But I'll tell you what, man. I I saw uh, Paul Rogers at an awards show at Hammersmith Apollo. I was talking about this last week. When it was Hammersmith Apollo. Right. Um, and I was kind of I was looking at the kit before because it was just a mystery band. It was just like a kind of one off. Hmm. And. Um, I was like, that looks like Simon Kirk's kit, you know what I mean, just without the bad company on it. That looks like kit. And he came, I was like, no fucking way, Simon Kirk. <laughs> I was on the front row, man. Fuck me, does he hit? Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ, he pounds the life out of that kit. Like, I was, you know, when you kind of stood on the front row, like, losing, like, eyelashes and stuff? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, he's got some really nice parts, especially in bad company stuff. But um, he's got yeah. some nice bits on, on this uh, on this album, to be fair. Um, so the next question is, what is everyone's favourite song from the album? I'll let Johnny mm. go first, since this is his album. Oh, I Wept is my kind of, I think is one of my kind of secret uh, favourite songs of all time. Really. It's definitely in my top 20. Mm. But on this album, uh, there's a few that's up there with some kind of strong contention. Um, but oh, I wept. I think it's it's just there's a, there's a beautiful that like a thing that Andy Fraser does. Mm. Um, I like Mr. Big as well. Obviously, all right now, yeah. Fire and yeah. Water. But yeah, oh, I wept. Um, I, I think um, Free are underrated for their ballads, their, their kind of ballads and stuff. Yeah, everyone knows yeah. all right now. I'm wishing well. Um, but they're ballad stuff, man. Um, Magic Ship is not on that, not on Fire and Water, but Magic Ship, again, I went through a long period of just listening to that song over and over again. 
Mm. Oh, I went. <laughs> Fair enough. Aaron, what about you? Um, probably Mr. Big, if I had to pick one. Yeah. Um, I, I just love that song. Uh, I think it's a it's a it's a hard album when it's like a classic album like that. It's kind of hard to um, dissect, isn't it? Really, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. No, I mean I'd probably say like either Mr. Big, um, All Right Now, or Fire and Water for me. Um, I mean, it, you know, they're the kind of heavier songs on the album. Um, one thing that I noticed um, that I didn't notice the first time that I listened to this album was like how completely different all right now is from the rest of the album yeah it's mad it's like yeah. it doesn't sound like part of the album really does it absolutely not no it's weird um like there's a few albums like that where i've listened to and i've gone oh well, you can tell that's the single because the production is just totally different it's like way more fleshed out as as a thing um and that was just a, a weird moment to like hear like the rest of it and then go hang on this has got all right now at this point in the album and it's like just so yeah. totally different I also think on the album, the third verse in All Right Now is totally unnecessary. Yeah, I think the, um, I was reading the Wikipedia today, and I think they edited out one of the verses for the single release. Um, yeah, they did, yeah. And part of the solo as well, because there's like this kind of marching thing on the snare where Cost does this real nice up high. Um, and he just cuts you straight miss to that. You that single version, don't you? It's so good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, to me. That's one of the best bits of the solo because it really moves. It's a proper j- like a jam track, and I think yeah, yeah. I'd I'd preferred them to have fleshed that out in the middle than have just kind of stuck a third verse. In. Not that I'm going to argue with, with, you know, the boys. Uh, but that yeah. like I, I feel like I, if I the, if there was a longer solo, I'd have been all right with that. Yeah, yeah. Same. I'm always all right with that. I know. Is it too long? Yes, triple it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So the uh, next question is um, the more awkward one. It's uh, what's everyone's least favorite track from the album. I know it'll be a difficult one for Johnny to choose, but is there any that you uh, prefer less? I, I mean, I, I like them all, but I'd say the one I listen to the le- the least is probably "Remember." Do you remember? Right, that song. Um. But it's just because it it shifts down a little awkwardly, which I don't I don't know if they did that because they was like, oh, we've not done this before. Because usually if it free goes like the five chord. That's big. Bill from the Edmonds always says that like, you can tell when if they're in the writing stage with free, where it was like, where do we go? And so just throw a five chord in and we'll go from there, like a shuffle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do that. Yeah. Do it, Mister Big. Do it in Pony. Do it in loads of songs. Um, and I, I don't know. It just kind of shifts that like. It, it was the wrong choice of chord change for, for me. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. in my head, every time it goes to that chord change, I go... Uh, but yeah. it's still a song. It's just not my favourite. What about you, Aaron? Now, I love the song, but I'm... least favourite on the record is probably all right now. Um, That's interesting. Because it reminds me of a horrible fucking... Uh, school jams. <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest. Uh, I I used to play this in my old band. Um, you know, at least three times a week for. You, you know, know what? Like, um, you know, like it to me. That's like their 
free bird there flipping, you know, sweet child of mine there, like, you know, whatever. It's Yeah, it yeah. Wasn't, it wasn't a masterpiece, it, it was just the commercial. It was um, the most commercial one on it. But I think listening to it on the album as well, it's the most standout one on the record. Like you say, it just didn't really fit the record. Yeah. Um, the, the record flowed to me nicely, and there's just this thing on the end. Yeah, I'd just be quite happy. I'd be quite happy with All Right Now if I only heard that played live. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, if it, if it comes on the radio, I'm kind of... I'm like, going to write that song. I'm certainly that if it comes mean? on the radio, but... Yeah, yeah. If it comes on the radio, but I, I, I very rarely, if ever, if I'm flicking through free, do I go... If someone went put on free, I wouldn't go, what song, All Right Now? Yeah, yeah. I'm more likely to go around a pony or my brother Jake or, you know, Magic Ship or, you know, whatever, like... Magic Ship. It's just a shame because like there, there's plenty of songs like that that just suffer from being overplayed. There's nothing wrong with the song. The song They're is fantastic. Good like, song. You think um, those biggest songs like uh, Sweet Child of Mine, Stay With a Heaven, Free Bird, they're all good songs, but you just get put off them because of... Because you hear it every day. Covered bands. <laughs> yeah. At the Clarence. <laughs> so we fair, they didn't do all right now, did they? I think they, no, they, they, did, did, they did Wishing Well. They did Wishing Well. They did Wishing yeah. Well. And then he did something else that we've jammed as well. Did they do the weight? They did the weight. Did they? Yeah, because they, the they're like first five or six tunes are all songs that we've kicked around. And we were all kind of, because I remember being stood at the bar going, it's in this whiskey. Am I, am I having yeah. some kind of out of body experience? We, we all fucking love that when they first song was one, two, three, four, doo doo. <laughs> 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 to be fair but, um, this is uh, f- for those of you that don't know which is everyone um, this was a, <laughs> a, a, an awful like proper dive hey bar. Tom's lips then watch your words <laughs> yeah um, near where Tom lives and we walked in there one night because we were just bored out of our minds and we wanted to have a drink Um and we walked into this this pub band playing uh, every song that we'd ever covered, basically, which was a weird thing. <laughs> yeah. But to be fair, they had a, a female bassist who was proper kick-ass. She was mint. She had a fucking, I tell you, she had a fucking uh, professional down. She had wireless bass. She had a, fucking... a, a foot behind her. <laughs> but she had, like... I remember that man. Like I was thinking, I tell you what, for a little, because it was a tiny little pub room, wasn't it? Like she, didn't, tiny, need, yeah. she didn't need wireless. The bad man, like they had any of monitors, they had like rack effects, they had fucking. Oh, I, honest to God, I swear, blind, they had their own security. It was mental, man. I was like, how much are you getting paid for this? Like yeah. I'll play, yeah. Shit band, but uh, you know, good taste in covers. Yeah, tends to be the case, isn't it? That, like. The worst bands tend to cover the best songs, and then you end up just not liking the songs anymore. Like us, yeah. yeah. Joe, what's your least favorite song on Fire and Water? My least favorite song on Fire and Water is Heavy Load. Um, yeah. There's, I know you're on about ballads and stuff, but there's like a couple of tracks on this album where Simon Kirk literally just does this, cats, cats, yeah. cats, and it's like you do something like do something more interesting, and so that's just one that kind of. Um, dawdles a bit for me. And... Do you think Fire and Water was recorded last in the session and that's why I just fucking had that like a <laughs> yeah, solo like, I've done fuck yeah. all today. You <laughs> 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 have to record all right now 20 times. Just yeah, that solo awesome. section. Yeah. Um, 
again, it's like nothing. It's not like a bad song. It's just I feel like I would like it to be more interesting, um, yeah. especially being into Bad Company more than I am Free. Um, I'm just used to more riffs and more sort of uh, big sounding songs. But yeah. I tell you what, man, Bad Company are underrated for their ballads as well. Absolutely, yeah. I, I do. And, uh, I do agree with you there. They're kind of acoustic-y stuff, man. Um, yeah, I, like a Simple Man, Seagull. Yeah. Um, you ready for love. Woman, man. Um, yeah. I, I, in my old flat, I, I've got that. I think Be Right By Your Woman is on Run Em At The Pack, the album. It is, And yes. uh, I've put it on uh, vinyl. And I could hear fucking mandolins and all kinds that I'd never heard before. And I was yeah, like, just because yeah. it's on vinyl, you know, and I was like, what? Where's all that? And you only just fall in love with the song just because you know it's there almost, even though you can't always hear it. Yeah, yeah. I tend to find that like once I've listened to an album like with my in ears in, which are the best sort of um, yeah, the best method of listening to anything from me. Um, like I'll hear something, and then like I just can't unhear it. Like even if I can't like you know the speakers aren't yeah, great, it's always like. Yeah, yeah, I can single out like that, like just frequencies, even like, uh, yeah, there's a few things like that. Um, I've heard, but yeah. Um, the next question is Would you make any changes to the structure of the album, like the uh, the tracks? Now, this is an album that obviously is pretty built for uh, for vinyl, obviously, vinyl. it was uh, released on vinyl before anything else. It's seven, seven song, songs. It is indeed, yeah. So it's um, Fire and Water, Oh I Wept, Remember, Heavy Load, and then I think that's the end of side A, and then side B is Mr. Big, Don't Say You Love Me, All Right Now. I believe that's how that worked. Yeah. Is that seven, one, two, three, four, five, six? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's how that worked. You just wouldn't get away with that now, would you? No. No. There's no way on earth you'd get away with that now. But that was, I suppose that really is when bands were banging out two albums a year. Yeah. And you don't, yeah. you don't, and that, that doesn't happen now either because there's no money in selling records. And nobody can write like these two because everyone was just stealing other stuff back then, whereas now everyone's going to be a bit <laughs> yeah. more creative with it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I've never stolen a thing. Weird thing I is, did. I've never done this before. My first Skinner record was a triple record. That's a lot of songs. Yeah. <laughs> what, like a, like a kind of collection? I'm not sure. Um, mind you, I haven't, to be honest, I haven't listened to it in years. It's on CD, so my memory of that was when I was a kid, but I just listened to the Skinner ones I just listened to now and just on my Spotify. But, um, yeah, I just remember that fucking... 36 song thing everyone uh, get your drinks ready because I'm about to mention Biffy uh, the the album that like is my favourite Biffy album is <laughs> a double album um, which is like they released that in 2013 which is like how mental is that that like a band was wanted to release a double album in 2013 it just doesn't make sense um, but, um, I haven't told you about her idea have I <laughs> oh god here we go <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our first album is going to be a double, and then that's it. We'll completely burn ourselves out writing it. Greatest um, hits, part one and two. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as, like, as well as doing, aye, as well as doing the uh, the double album, they did like a B side album to accompany it. So yeah. I think when they recorded it, it was over forty drum tracks that um, that Ben the drummer had to do, 
And at the time, he was like a recovering alcoholic and was like in rehab. Um, or was like, you know, going to AA meetings and all that kind of stuff. It's like, I have so much respect for him for doing 40 plus drum tracks in, you know, a week or um, a couple of weeks. But yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you what, just, just being able to leave the house in that kind of state. Jesus Christ, man, what a guy. Yeah, there was um, a story that um, just before they, they went to record it, they were all meeting um, at a hotel to go to an airport or something, and Ben didn't show up till the next day, covered in blood, and they still don't know whether it was his blood or somebody else's blood, but they just didn't ask, they just washed him off. Um, at that point, they were like, you should probably get some help, mate. <laughs> like, um, and so that was... Like, you know, the week before they went into recording, all that kind of stuff. Wow. Pretty nuts. Um, but yeah. Uh, the next question, uh, I, I suppose we didn't actually answer that one. I probably wouldn't make any changes to the structure because it's... No, because it, it, it kind of goes, it, it peaks and troughs quite, yeah, quite reasonably, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, would you change the single? So the I think... On Wikipedia, it said that the only single was was all right now, which is obviously to be expected. I think um, it's the right single. I mean, fucking hell, they got enough radio, right? Absolutely. I mean, you know, retrospectively, they made the right choice. Um, I I, don't... I read somewhere that um, at any one time in statistically, FM radio in America, all right now is playing somewhere. Constantly. Yeah, it's, it's the same with Beatles. Like, there's not a single point yeah. at the time of day anywhere that there isn't a Beatles song playing, and there probably hasn't been for for forty plus years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can uh, there isn't here. Right let now, me yeah. tell you. Oh, hi. <laughs> Definitely not here. I think Liverpool's probably uh, the epicenter of all of that. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, re- I reckon if you just if you if you just shut Manchester up for a little bit and just like, no one make a noise, you'd just be able to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, I mean, maybe add Fire and Water as a single. I feel like that probably could have been done with it being the title track, but... It's a good song. What was the B-side for the show right now? What was the B-side for right now? Not a clue, mate. I, uh, I'll uh, see if I can... I should it. imagine it would be Fire and Water. Yeah, or probably. Have, I think it might have been Mr. Big, actually, and I'm sure I've got it somewhere. I'm sure that's one of those things I saw at a boot, like a car boot sale or a, a, in a charity shop or something. I've got the album on vinyl, which I know kind of segues nicely into your next question, most probably. Not yet. Last question. We've got another question first. Um, B-side was uh, Mouthful of Grass, which isn't on the album. So it was no, a proper that's, B-side. Yeah, that's a Tons of Subs song, I think, Mouthful of Grass. Well, there you go. You learn something new every day. Well, that's pretty. I, I like that though, man. I like if 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 we were to put vinyl singles out, I would definitely put like an Easter egg on as the the B side. I'd put a different, yeah, yeah. Put a different, or, different album on. I'd just put an extra little hidden gem on the end. Yeah, for sure. I man. wouldn't yeah. put another album song on. No, fuck that, man. I'd put a cover on or just something. Here's one we did two years ago. <laughs> Well, that was the thing that was uh, that was what Biffy did was they like had an entire B side album of songs that weren't put on the main album, and that was what was put on as B sides to all the singles. So, um, I mean, to be able to write, I mean, obviously we'll be writing more than that, but like to have forty plus songs for for one album cycle, because like they sort of have a rule where 
once they've been through an arm cycle, they, like Simon just completely starts fresh with writing. Like he doesn't tend to use right. um, ideas from earlier on. He just kind of you know likes to be yeah. in the moment when he's writing. Um, but yeah, I will now shut up about Biffy. Um, <laughs> Is that kind of for another drink? I know. Yeah, I've already poured mine out, so it's uh, it's ready. To be fair, man, are you making those JDs like you're making them in Spain? Christ, that's strong, Joe. That was free. I, that's why I was making them that strong. I was like, jeez. I basically just took a massive swig of coke from a coke can and then filled it up with Jack. That's the yeah. best way to measure it. I, rem- I remember because the next day, um, coming back, I remember kind of going, Christ, drank a lot of whiskey yesterday. And then I kind of thought, I wonder if I drank, usually, if I've drank more than everybody else. And I kind of turned around and everyone was kind of, in the set and I was like oh yeah Joe was giving out those Jack and Cokes that were just like Coke and Jacks you know what I mean like yeah. <laughs> do, you Tom, do you remember Tom trying to give out the three uh, leftover riders the crap yeah no one was having it yeah. <laughs> is anyone like this <laughs> oh yeah Tom nobody wants your weird leftover booze that nobody's met you before and the, the bottle's open and and then the mayor brought both his burritos yeah that was a yeah, weird a experience yeah man that was sick yeah, that was cool as fuck. Well, I'd love to go back to Ariata. That was uh, yeah, that was a beautiful you. little town. Very rarely do I volunteer to be in direct sunlight, and I mm. was straight in that river. I love that. Not on my own. That was a people. nice morning, Johnny. It was, man. That was a very pleasant way to cure yesterday's. Uh, I've got a video sinning. of us in the river. I mean, you go to Tom. Tom, you got that beer, and he goes, "I left it with that kind gentleman over there." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. So the next question is do you like the album art? Now this goes into my sort of um it's got a photo of them as the cover, so therefore it can't be good. But it's I mean it's it's alright. It's <laughs> I like um, it. I like it's it's got like a vinyl. I think it's I think it's you know, they're a good looking good, good looking band. Mm, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'd say Paul Rogers definitely got better with age. He sort of grew yeah. into his face a bit. Yeah. And uh, plus he was um this he was just uh he was a very angry young man, I feel. Um mm. like all the like interviews are say the, the the older he gets, the kind of he, he's mellowed. Like there's a great interview with I think they're all clearly stoned as well, where they've just landed in Australia for the first time. And Rogers is just sat there like Eyeballing the like the poor woman that's interviewed him, and she, and she says, um, the, the free uh, do, do you guys dance on stage or do you have a stage show? Anything worked out? And he just goes, We jump about all over the place. And she goes, Is it rehearsed? And he goes, Spontaneous. <laughs> that's his entire thing. He just looks livid. And Andy Fraser yeah. does all the talk, and I'm like, yeah. Fucking hell, man, who, who fucking took the jam out of your donut, man? Like, he's just <laughs> looks fucking furious. Yeah. Jump about all over the place. <laughs> and he's still got that kind of stuck in the accent. Not that that is a very good one. But... Bye. Um, I feel like. At least with with the photo that they've got, there's like sort of they're all at different heights, and it's a bit more interesting than just like your, your standard. Everyone's up against a brick wall and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, everyone's in leather jackets and. I like the studio picture. Do you know what I mean? I like the the studio backdrop. 
I quite like the sparseness of it and the closeness of them. You know, mm. I think that looks quite cool. Our yeah. uh, dear old mental tequila loving friend Robert Black wanted to do that uh, exact shot with us. Yes. I'm down for that. I love Rob, man. I love Rob. Yeah. He's a cool dude. See, I'm all about, like, I want to, like, recreate, like, iconic photos and iconic album covers and all that kind of stuff, but just make it about us. Um, I've seen a couple of bands. Oh, like, there's plenty of, like, uh, parody covers of of stuff. Um, But I want to... Let's do Sergeant Peppers. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, but just like daft stuff, just take the piss. Um, so the, we are now on the final question, which is: Would you buy, stream, or forget this album? So would you pay for it and you know spend hard-earned cash, just stream it online and listen to it every now and again, or would you rather forget it ever existed and move on with your life? <laughs> I I've done two of the categories. I've got it in CD, download, and vinyl form. Wow, there is a true super mm-hmm. fan right there. I've got it in CD and I've streamed it. I don't own it. Um, may- maybe I'd buy it. I mean... Stream is close enough, isn't it, for you? Yeah. It's probably the it's first album. Far away. I'd, I'd get, you know, I'm like uh, Alan Partridge. I think that the uh, my favourite free album is the best of free. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not um, sure my favourite free album is. Hmm. Question is, what's your favourite Bad Company album? Oh, oh fuck. Self-titled records, just, yeah. Bad Company's is, killer, man. Yeah, um, it is, th- yeah. I, To be fair, any, any album that opens with can't get enough of your love with just that one, two, one, two, three. That's turning into Will Mayer every time you say one. One, I don't know though, man. Like, I um, I flip, you know what I mean? Because I think uh, Straight Shoot is unbelievable, man, with um, Shooting Star and Feel Like Making Love. Um, I feel like Straight Shoot is probably mine, especially with like... Uh, don't you weep no more and we know the more. preacher. Um, ah, that's Kirky's got some great moments on, in Bad Company, man. I think he probably kind of went, Listen, yeah, I'll come and do, I'll come and be in your band again, Paul. But this time, <laughs> I'm having a say. I'm having yeah. a say, yeah. mate. Shit. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, Wasn't that shine on me? <laughs> 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 shut up shut up <laughs> don't out me for that you're only allowed to out Johnny for it <laughs> he wrote the guitar part true yeah you wrote the drum part oops yeah you come in first yeah Joe all weird. your fault yeah um, Johnny I don't know if I've ever particularly told you the story but um, one of my old drum teachers was a guy called uh he was called his, his name was Ian Nesbitt, but he went by Norman Nosebeard because of the amount of uh, <laughs> sniffing he used to do. <laughs> yeah, um, but um, he was in bands with David Coverdale before David Coverdale went and joined Deep Purple. But he was also in a band with uh, Paul Rogers before Paul Rogers went down south and uh, and formed Free. Roadrunners, was it maybe uh, Roadrunners? 
Possibly, um, I know he was in a band called The Losers, which I'm not sure if that was the one that Paul Rogers was in. Um, there was um, Rogers was in a band called The Roadrunners, and then when they went to London, they realised that 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 had kind of London had moved on hmm. before Stockton had caught up a little bit with the, with the kind of hippie scene, so they called themselves the Wildflowers. Right. Um, yeah. So, but then they all went back. They all shocked back up. To mm. the northeast. And well, that was the thing. Was, um, my drone teacher always told me he was like, he sort of regretted not going down to London with Paul because he was like, you know, who knows what could have happened? He could have been in free. He could have been, he could have been Simon Kirk. Um, but he was like, I just couldn't hack living in a van. Like he was like, he, he knew what yeah. it was going to be like, and it was just going to be awful for him. So he was like, I'm just going to stick it up here. Um, Shit, I love living in a van. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Traveling um, down to London in the late 60s for Hendrix and Clapton and Page knocking about, starting yeah. free. I mean, how can you... Do, do you want it? Go and hang out with Hendrix and start free, or do you want to stay at home? I'll stay at home. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? I don't, like, I don't like long van journeys. <laughs> to be fair, though, man. It's not about the journeys, it was just living in one. Can you, can you imagine pre, like, welcome break style... Um, I was talking about this. I think did I say this to you last time we were on the road, Joe? Can you imagine not going service station in a couple of hours and like uh, yeah. being nothing at all, like the odd yeah. truck stop where you could maybe get a fucking greasy bacon sandwich and have a piss. Like, and I, even I honestly like think a, the service a dangerous is the spot to stop at. Yeah, fucking right. Yeah, one of the greatest Aye. inventions of our time, the service station. Absolutely. That's yeah. Great. yeah. So that um, pretty much wraps up Album Club. We've gone through all the questions. Um, so it's back to being uh, my turn to choose the album. So um, I've kind of picked one that has a slight link to this one, to this week's album. Um, it's it's a band that I don't think I've ever heard either of you talk about, so I'm not sure if you have heard this album or not. Beethoven. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is a cheeky little number called Strikes by the band Blackfoot. Yes! Oh, I've a black I love them. Somebody said to me the other day that um, we they were like, oh, your uh, Keylock have got a bit of a Blackfoot vibe. Mm. And I was like, I'm going to have to go and check these out now. These best are cool that. as fuck. And the, the singer, was, singer was cool as shit. You yeah, know, yeah. Check out their version of Wishing World as well. It's very good. That's on this album, so uh, that's why I've chosen this. Uh, there's it's, also uh, a cover of uh, I've Got a Line on You, which was by Spirit, I believe. Um, I didn't know that was so a Rick Bear, but yeah. the singer originally played drums in Leonard Skinner right yeah and then he joined back but and now he's with Skinner again and he's right. playing a Jared James Nicholas signature guitar sweet <laughs> Joe can we can we make this a rule of album club that there's got to be some link to the I was next thinking one? about this yeah that's like a good that. idea I like that. that so it, it's got like a journey then I mean, yeah, it doesn't yeah. have it doesn't have to be like a proper proper link, but there's got to be enough of a link. You can yeah, lead yeah. it onto that record. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll uh, we'll go with that for uh, for next week. Um. Yeah. So Blackfoot uh, strikes is the album. Um, cool. So go away, listen to that, and uh, we'll talk about that next week. Um. So now it is time to head over to the other segment that we do before the last segment. It's time for I just can't wait to be king. Oh, I So this is the segment where we take our opinion is our soul Johnny Hudson and we give him 
power, which he probably shouldn't have, um, to make some laws. And uh, we get to decide absolutely nothing because he's already made the decision, but we just kind of get to go, <laughs> that's a good idea or, or not. So, um, uh, hey, in that break, was everyone playing the segment in their head? fucking right man yeah Yeah. Uh, we have got questions you know joe did you see the question i did yeah um miss k sent me one as well but i forgot it anyway good Uh, well well done yeah we'll we'll do that after we'll do just got word of the king now um so what's uh what's our law for this week johnny right i'm gonna kind of expand on the idea that uh carl pilkington now bear with me uh you know bullshit man (laughs) yes (laughs) But I'm going to have it as a, an actual thing. I'm going to have bullshit officers going around the street. Cause, and it just occurred to me today that we are in an age where people, like, like proper evidence and, and actual kind of, people aren't into be, like having things that they back up anymore. People can just say things now and then they feel like they can tag, it's my opinion on the end. And therefore it's kind of rebuttal kind of proof if you know what i mean it's like so so what like if your opinion was the sky's bright green and i said no it's not it's clearly blue and you went well it's my opinion it doesn't mean it's right and or valid it's still bullshit so i'm gonna have and this all came from i'm really confused what's the law i'm gonna it's it's more of a kind of um i'm gonna employ people to (laughs) not essentially crack down on people chatting shit um Where's the money and, coming from? What magical money tree are you paying for this? <laughs> Don't. Um, <laughs> Before we get into the uh, political yeah, section. Yeah. Which, which we want. But this all kind of... Came, this was today, actually. I had a different... Um, when I'm king, and I can't remember what it was, but I, I saw someone today post on Facebook, and Facebook's a hotbed for, for the bullshit, I find. But someone posted, President Trump is the is the greatest ever US president. Uh, now, political aside, that's just, that's rubbish, isn't it? Yeah, um, absolutely, yeah. The, the man is a bright orange fool. But, I, I said, right, well, okay, like, how, why, why, why is he the greatest president ever? And her answer was, because he's not a politician. Now, that is where bullshit man would turn up and just go, I am sorry, but that is not an answer, and you cannot possibly hold a fucking belief off that. Uh, you have to have something solid. You know what I mean? I just maybe, I sh- maybe, maybe we should forget bullshit man and just actually kind of instill it into kids in school. Just base your opinions on facts and evidence. Yeah. From tangible sources, and don't talk shit. It's essentially uh, like... Like me, like fumbling my way through a surgery and not killing someone, and then going, "Oh, he's the best doctor because he's not a doctor." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Now I get the idea that you know people liked him because he wasn't a politician and all the rest. Yeah. Of it. But um, I was like, I- "Have you seen him speak though?" Like he said about in the rebel in the um, in the civil war that one of the one of the armies took over an airport in the civil fucking war. You know, and I was like, right. come on, like the guy's a grade A fucking Have you seen how you seen how the Stones threatened to take legal action? So then he yeah. played Tom Petty and Tom Petty's family have gone uh banned him from using the songs. I don't and, think there's uh, a single artist that he's used that hasn't sued him. I don't know why he doesn't go for Ted Nugent. Like Ted Nugent yeah. is never gonna sue Donald Trump for using his stuff. Use no. Ted Nugent, he's already I'm a bigoted not... arsehole, you can use him. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he was against Trump. 
That's the weird thing. No way. I'm oh, sure he was. Not kind of right wing enough. <laughs> I never I saw that guy carry a 38. I I saw something somewhere, and I'm pretty sure he was against Trump. Not, like, for Hillary, but... Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it wasn't fair. Ted Nugent, so I don't think he likes anyone who's not Ted Nugent. True, yeah. The problem is, right, is drummer. is a guy called Jason Hartless. Phenomenal drummer. What a, what a guy. He's hey, got Marco, Marco chops for days. Marco yeah, yeah. Marco yeah. Ted um, Nugent, in the early 70s, one hell of a fucking act, before he got political and got a bit fucking... Uh, Mental. Shooty. Yeah, shooty. That's a good <laughs> word for it. One hell of a guitar player. Yeah. I don't like the fact that he, he plays shooty. on stage with a bloody, uh, one of them deaf microphones. Mic, yeah. yeah. Oh, the Britney mic. Yeah, yeah, stop going around looking like Beyonce, you tool. But uh, you have to say, there's one hell of a Birdland. That guitar, jeez. You can give me that and then uh, carry on. It's a beautiful playing? guitar. No, uh, he's got like 50s uh, Gibson Birdland. It's beautiful. Fair play, um, yeah. You can give me that and go on and preach about, you know, guns and, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, we should definitely uh, alter course from the uh, political side of the podcast. <laughs> I'm cu- calling the podcast uh, Political Talk, so... um away. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, I, I don't mind people cracking down on uh, on bullshit. That sounds pretty good to me. I don't really care. I'm, go for it. <laughs> I kind of try and listen to the people I want to listen to and shut everyone else out, to be honest. <laughs> I've got one that's like totally irrelevant and doesn't matter to anyone, but... Um, about juice again. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is that... Anybody that makes a hardback book, book like a hardcover book, mm-hmm. needs to add at least two centimeters to the uh, page size where um, where the where where the thing is because I, there's the amount of books that I read that are hardcover and you can't yeah. read off the book because it's all bloody cut off by the fact that you can't fold it properly. So, so uh, I'm I'm advocate for uh, for for books and uh, sorting them out. I, you know what? Can I add to that? Um, anyone that folds the page in a book um, at the top, oh, I'd, I'd put you against the postman and shoot you. Yeah. Absolutely. I was just about to post your book. Uh, is it all folded? I think there's two I'd buy folds. a new one. Just, you, you, just, you let me know what it is. I'll get it on eBay. I used to do that on, on, on school books, like books I was reading for school just because I didn't care about them, but I wouldn't do it ever to like a book that I actually enjoy reading. But I don't really care about books. I think once I've read them, I, I, I pass them on. I'm not like a, a collector of books. I think mm. once you've read them, I've read them. I'm fucking disgusted than you are, Akila. Well, I read them once. Who gives a shit once I'm done? I'm done. Not all about you, though, is it, Nobed? Someone else is going to read it, aren't they? Fuck them. There we go. <laughs> and there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Aaron Keelock's attitude to the world. <laughs> That'll come back to haunt you in there. Uh... Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that about wraps us up for, uh, for that. <laughs> that segment's just getting weirder and weirder every week. It's like started out with like quite a decent point, and now it's just like, ah, oh, it's I've just never been chatting out from point. like. I was speaking about corn. <laughs> <laughs> I've yeah, never been chatting out. But like, 
uh, touching my own purchased items before. I feel quite. Uh, that, that's it. That's that's why, mate. Paul has <laughs> let you down big time. <laughs> I feel offended. Uh, good. You should. Yeah. I feel offended for literature. <laughs> wow, that's a bold statement. Um. So yeah, we do have uh, some some audience questions this week. Uh, thank you to Miss K for sending these ones in. Um, oh. Can you do you know what the question is that she sent you, Aaron? My camera's going to go off for a minute. That's fine. We'll lose him. It'll res reshuffle the cameras as well. I noticed that. Can in, you uh, put like a cute picture in or something? I will do. I'll I'll do something. <laughs> oh, there's there's plenty of those pictures that you can put in place. Aaron, right. are you getting it? Can he still hear me? Yeah. Yeah, man. Can it, oh, can you? Um, can, are you going on the fan, uh, the Instagram? Page? No, it's my Instagram. Oh. But I think Joe's wrote down the ones. Yeah, I, I've got the other questions. I'm uh, oh. ready, ready for that. Hey, okay. okay. What was the question then, Aaron? Could you find now, it? Now she started with, "I can't wait to hear the answers for this one." Oh, here we go. Suspense. What is the most expensive thing you've broken? Me leg, <laughs> and I'll tell you why. I I'm an IVF kid before IVF was on the NHS. So me leg. Oh right, yeah, because yeah, technically you cost quite a quite a lot then. Yeah, you'd be gutted, wouldn't you? You'd be devastated if this is how it turned out. Bit of money off. It's a bit of money. <laughs> yeah, can I, can I have a This one's got you glass get, ankles. Yeah, twenty five percent back. Yeah, me leg. Yeah, me leg. Uh, when I bust my leg, when I was about sixteen, I had to. It's all plated and screwed together, and yeah, so I'm definitely my leg. Um, I think probably it would be um, symbols or, or something to do with a drum kit. Um, heart. What? Joe Major breaks heart on the regular. Ooh. Breaking nice. out and taking names, yeah. Um, none of them were expensive, though. It's fine. Um, oh! <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, for symbols, you know, I've, I've paid knocking on 200 quid plus for a symbol and had a crack within a week, so um, that's probably... To be fair, though, I uh, I have a symbol that I still use on stage. It's um, an AAX Ozone, so it basically has loads of holes cut out in the symbol, um, which sounds great, sounds really trashy and lovely, um, but it means that there's way more vulnerable points. So the moment that you hit it a bit too hard, it's just got millions of points that it can crack at. So it cracked. Um, it's got a massive, massive crack in it, but it's like it's meant to sound trashy anyway. So it's like it just adds to the sound. Um, so I'll probably use that until it rips in two. Because um, I saw Aaron, you'll be able to attest to this. Um, C6 Steve's drummer. Um, nice. I saw them years back and he has this symbol and it's literally like a rusty bin lid you know how old that symbol is how old i asked him and he told yeah. me 1932 fuck yeah now you can tell it's uh it's had its fair uh, <laughs> no fair i was watching them the... i was watching them so i sit around the man right and uh, only so i say you saw this he um hit the symbol and it went up and hit him on the edge <laughs> No, it hit C6 Steve on the head, the symbol. So C6 Steve picked up the whole case of the water, chucked it on the floor as hard as he could, and water just went fucking flying everywhere. And it was the best end of a set I've ever seen. Yeah, because I think when I saw them, at the end of the set, he just took the symbol, 
was given it rock and then just took it off the stand and just hide it. And it's like, yeah, fair enough. You don't care about that anymore, do you? He's a fucking good drummer, him as well. Yeah, it was one of those weird things where, like, um, he started the set and, and this drum was just sat, like, not doing anything. He was just, like, sat looking at the ground. And then all of a sudden he was just like, I'm le- I've got limbs akimbo everywhere. You know what was a weird thing with him, right? You know how it came out that he's, like, not like a hobo from the South of America and that he's, like, uh, a hotshot California record producer? C-16, right. he came out, he used to be some record producer from California and it was all an act. Right. That made me like him even more. Everyone got so offended by it. I was like, the fact he fooled you, I made all that fucking money. It's incredible. Yeah, you know yeah. what? I, when I when I heard the full story that he'd been found in Wales, I was like, "What the fuck is a hillbilly do, doing in Cardiff? Come on!" And then like, Holland finds him and puts him on his show. Like, yeah, like as, as if he was just busking in the street, and someone kind of went, "Oh, did you get here from Tennessee? Actually, be good on George Holland, wouldn't you? Come with me to the BBC, and we'll put you on the fucking hoots, nanny. Behave." Anyone that yeah. fucking believes that? I thought it was fantastic that he came up with that, and people fell for it. I was like, "He's my hero, man." Yeah. Um, most expensive thing there's lots of things yeah um, I can imagine you've uh, gone that through some stuff in your time yeah. windows <laughs> bikes trombones um, I don't even want to know how with the trombone I was a kid at school and he annoyed me <laughs> so I had his trombone so I broke his trombone fair enough um, just a troubled kid <laughs> 55 detentions in a year. Oh, <laughs> there's not even that many weeks in a year. <laughs> yeah, but how many days is there in a year, Jeff? True, yeah. Um, I think one is when you threw that teacher's bag out your window. <laughs> tipping a litre of lemonade downstairs on a teacher. Christ. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll go with trombone. So, leg, cymbals, trombone. Pretty eclectic bunch there. (laughs) Um, So the next question is, um, you can only listen to three bands for the rest of your life. Which three bands do you choose? Impossible. Johnny? Are we talking about, like, entire collections? Yeah. Yeah, I would say that and plus whatever they release in the future is uh, is all. Can it, again. you say like you pick like an artist? Can you do like their other bands that they've been in, or is it just their solo career? Or well, this says bands, so I would I would like say Be one particular project, and um, not just like some bloke that's been in twenty million bands. Ooh. Muddy, obviously. <laughs> um. I'm torn between free or bad company. Go bad company. Go on. Go on. You had well, more it, I'm, uh, Yeah, you would. And I think he was saying he's writing new stuff as well. So with bad company. So I'm not quite sure how it's in as well. But, um, yeah. Yeah, bad, bad company. Muddy Waters. And. Otis, probably. 
I got mine in that time Johnny did it. <laughs> I know, yeah. Plenty yeah. of dead air for this podcast. <laughs> Just <laughs> everyone, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, it killed a couple of minutes at the 45. Yeah. Um, you get paid by the minute. Um, <laughs> you guys are getting paid? <laughs> the Rolling Stones. Um, B.B. King and The Grateful Dead. I mean, to be fair, the, the Grateful Dead makes sense because all of their songs are bloody half an hour long anyway, so... I ain't longer than that on some of the live stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, it would probably be Biffy, obviously. Everyone Fire up. Um, Johnny Cash would be a, nice. a second. Um, and... Pro, uh, either Pink Floyd or Zeppelin. I had... I would, nice. I would struggle to choose between those two. Well, you've got to, and there's a gun to your head. Yeah. Um, probably Floyd, then, at the moment. Nice. I love that's that my, That's my problem, though. Um, because tomorrow, if I was on this desert island with or wherever I am and I can only listen to three artists, I'd be going, ah, oh, should have picked. This is the thing. <laughs> yeah. I've never gone a day in my life without listening to the Rolling Stones back, so that's, I'd say... However, yeah. other days I might go a fancy bit of John Prine. Other days I might go a fancy a bit of Muddy Waters. Other days I might go a fancy bit of the Faces. Can I pop over to yours and listen to your BB King? That's <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, we could trade. I could take Muddy. Yeah, you could yeah. take BB. Joe, yeah. I could take Johnny Cash. Nobody would take Biffy. Yeah, I think you know what, man. I think give it give it a couple of years, and I'd mm. be like, all right. Come on. I need something new. Give me that biffy. Yeah. Give me that thing. I'd, I'd treat you to the uh, later stuff, which is more yeah. commercial than uh, some of their earlier stuff. So you'd be all right. You'd be in safe Thanks, hands. Man. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the last question for this week is describe the band in three words. I don't think I could. <laughs> That's impossible. Yeah. Weird hippie outcasts. <laughs> there you go. I know. Shouldn't fucking work. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. good. That is good. Shouldn't yeah. fucking work. But it fucking does. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not sure if shouldn't fucking work is, is, uh, is my... Dysfunctional family unit. I could do it in one. Go on then. Run. Yeah, fair enough. I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah. Johnny, should we come back to you in like two hours? Um, go ahead. Um... <laughs> You'll text me when you get. Yeah, I'll send it. I'll send it in we'll on a post. It's like a little script at the end, Joe, where it says Johnny Hobson's quote. Yeah. Like he's died. I have, after Perfect long thinking, I've decided to step down from the band from <laughs> <laughs> for not being able to describe them in three words. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's how um, it ended. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That was uh, that was the questions that I had. So, um, 
it is now time to move on to a, a lovely little segment we like to call Lemons and Peaches. And I'm not going to explain how Lemons and Peaches work this week because Aww. it's already, we're already well, well past an hour, I think. So um, everyone knows how it works. You'll, you'll get the hang of it. Um, it's not that complicated, is it, really? I know Johnny needs explaining to, but... <laughs> um, so who wants to go first this week? Go ahead, I'll, I'll go. Gives Aaron time to think. Hey, I've got them all wrote out. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, so have I, Nobed. Um, <laughs> um, it's a shopping list. Um, lemons and peaches. Le- lemons and peaches, yeah, yeah. Fruit. Um, uh, I think, uh, again, not to be political, but I think charging NHS workers who have literally just kept the country from sinking under itself, charging them to go to, to pay in their car parks is fucking ludicrous and disgusting and despicable thing to do that would be my lemon Uh, peach one is I have fucking mastered the omelette nice absolutely mastered it and I I, I consider myself quite a handy cook you know what I mean I'm I'm pretty good in the kitchen Um, but I've only ever made that was the third or fourth omelette I've ever made about two on the run (laughs) one yesterday and one today uh, and I think I've found the secret. The secret to the omelette is a couple of, like, is about a tablespoon of Worcester sauce. Just as it's just, just before it comes out the pan, just a little bit of Worcester sauce away. Also, anyone that's not using Edam is wrong. Are you sure you're not back in and just can't wait to be king? <laughs> you can't use bit. anything but Edam. <laughs> That's my next one for next week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. I'll have people knocking on doors. Have you made an omelette? It smells omelette in here. What cheese did you use? It better be Dutch. French. Dutch. Be damn Dutch. Um, that would be peach one. Mm-hmm. Jesus, only peach one. <laughs> um, peach two is we've got a plan. We've got a writing songs plan. We're going to be able to get together, socially distance, and write some tunes or finish writing tunes, which I'm very pleased with. Uh, and Peach Three is I've got a new hat. It's a fucking cute hat. It's, it's it's a good hat. I'm a fan of the hat. It wasn't going to be mine. Um, I put it on because my hair is greasy, and uh, it's definitely definitely mine now. I want That's one. Awesome. <laughs> You've got one of them. <laughs> yeah. I want one that fits. Yeah. I tried on that one that. Uh, that we did for the photo shoot, but that didn't fit me very well. So I want one that's oh, like... the one where we have to get, get, to get the mallet out. Aye. <laughs> definitely, Joe definitely needs a hat, Johnny. What size is your head? We'll do this in a bit. Yeah. I, I just want a hat that's a bit shorter as well, because like, I feel like tall hats don't suit me very much, so I need something that's a bit... You've got a thin face. Yeah. It just kind of ends up looking like a massive rectangle, so like yeah. A guardsman's hat. Yeah. A gallon hat, yeah. Or some kind of Mormon weird uh, pilgrim thing going on, yeah. But yeah, uh, Aaron, it is your turn to uh, discuss lemons and peaches. My lemon. Go wild. And did uh, Charlie Daniels died? So, oh yeah, he did. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. The great, you know, belt buckle devil went down to Georgia singer. 
dead, so that's pretty shit. Yeah. Um, but Peaches, it's not been a bad week for me. Um, got a new amp and my guitar back. Kind of counts as one Peach, really, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I got my new rig. Uh, my good old friend from Macon, Georgia, sent me out a bunch of merchandise from the big house, the Allman Brothers merch. Um, pretty nice. And uh, me and Johnny are heading off to Hackney next week to start writing songs in a hotel. Or finish Never writing songs. I'm so happy to say I'd be doing that. But, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to Hackney. <laughs> I like Hackney. Like, I'm like, not against Hackney. I'm Ali more excited Ali. than I should yeah. be to go, though. <laughs> Joe? John? Nice. Um, so my lemon this week is that um, Anna is is back at work now because she works in. Uh, oh, that's a bit mean. In what? Oh, lemon. Lemon, yeah. Got it out me here. Um, thanks. Fuck you. Yeah. She's... <laughs> yeah no, Jesus, lemon. mag, mag, mag. <laughs> Christ. Yeah. So that's my lemon this week. Um, yeah, uh, she works in a restaurant, so she's uh, back at work and obviously just kind of being put slightly more in danger than she was before, which is not particularly Guys. fun. So, yeah. Um, yeah no, I'll join you with that. Maybe. Um, so my first peach this week is that I have started rereading uh, Johnny Cash's autobiography, um, which has been a nice, fun read again. Um, is that a good book? It is. It's fantastic, yeah. Um give it a go. Yeah. How does the how does the film line up with the book, Joe? Uh, probably pretty well, to be honest. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, the book goes into way more detail about everything, and yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, what what I mean, I absolutely love Walk the Line. It's probably one of my favorite favorite films, really and especially great. because um, Joaquin Phoenix and Reese Witherspoon, both great singers, apparently, and really managed to just nail. Um, they do. Johnny's and June's sounds. Um, they do a version of um, It Ain't Me, Babe, um, which I genuinely actually prefer oh, to the original. It. Yeah, oh, yeah. Shit, it's uh, They do a really nice version of it. It's like just the way that the harmonies go and the chords and stuff. It's slightly different to the original, so um, yeah, I like that. But yeah. Um, Have you seen... Uh, sorry, sorry to jump in. Have you seen well. uh, Walk, Walk Hard? I don't think I have, no. It's like a comedy <laughs> take based on it, apparently. Uh, right. You don't want none of this shit to it, Cox. This is cocaine. Oh, man. Turns all your bad feelings into good feelings. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. Um, sorry, sorry. It's all right. I mean, the main reason that I've been doing it is like, um, I've been listening to a lot of um, Johnny's. Uh, not not Johnny Hudson, Johnny Cash, and um, his like uh, last five albums, which he um, was the American recordings that he did with um, Rick Rubin, um, which I, I watched um, a documentary about Johnny Cash the other week, and I didn't quite realize like Johnny Cash was like a complete has been for for a few years um, towards the end of his life, and then Rick Rubin was like, "Why don't you come and sit on my couch and record some songs?" And uh, we'll release. Sure, it. you spend time with Rick Rubin. See, I, I really like what Rick Rubin has done um, for the world. Um, I'm, I'm a Rick Rubin fan. I'm maybe not as a human being, but as a 
as he, a producer. Uh, he, he ripped um, the Black Ferries off for seven million dollars, so I'm like, uh, see. You. <laughs> fair enough, yeah. Um, I think he he has a, a great service to music by recording Johnny Cash for the last few years of his life and and just <laughs> releasing music. Um, but uh, on the second one, he released uh, it was like more of a full band sound, but he used Tom Petty. Steve Ferron, which is Tom Petty's drummer, um, Ben Montench, and uh, Mike Campbell as well, and Mick Fleetwood at some point. But um, so, like, as soon as I hear that album, I'm like, I want to listen to Tom Petty because <laughs> yeah. for some like um, there was another album that he did with the Dixie Chicks um, where he used Ben Montench and Mike Campbell. And so, anytime but- I listen to anything produced by Rick Rubin, I'm like, I want to listen to Tom Petty now because it's just the same musicians as as Tom Petty. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so yeah, that's uh, what I've been doing, rereading Johnny Cash. Um, peach number two is that I've been um, thinking about sort of getting back into reading sheet music. Um, it's something that I haven't really kept up with as far as uh, practice and stuff. I've I've kind of let myself slip. But um, the other day I saw uh, sheet music for it was back in black, but I was like it. I understood it and it made sense to me, so I'm like, at least I haven't like completely lost the ability to read music because I did up to grade five um, with the rock school uh, grades when I was younger. So, and that obviously includes a lot of reading. So I used to be quite quite good at reading music, but uh, I've done I'm it in always, years. So I, I'm always kind of um, I don't surprised isn't the word. But I'm always kind of impressed. I think it's just how talented you are. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, you know, we're in the in the studio, not 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 to kind of suck your dick, but you know, like when we're in the studio and like you um you'll sit down at the piano or you you yeah. kind of when we when we're jamming stuff, you you pick up a guitar or something, you yeah, pick up a guitar and start playing. Hmm. Um, and I and I just kind of think um, I think the stereo you are like the anti stereotype for drummers. Do you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> They're like kind of just, oh, I just want to <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like you break that kind of. Um, I just want to, I just want to play drums dead loud. You're actually a very talented uh, musician in other ways. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it was just playing a lot of instruments from quite an, a young age. Like I started playing drums when I was seven, and then uh, guitar came not too long after left that. Same with piano. Me? Um, yeah, I started drum, drum, drumming left-handed, then uh, switched to right-handed because <laughs> finally figured out that I was right-handed. Um, <laughs> that was a fun lesson. Uh, but yeah, um, I mean, piano, I was pretty much completely self-taught. Um, same with guitar. It's just like picking little bits up. Once you once you know like the first few chords, it's all right. You can kind yeah, of okay. jam anything, yeah. I've been bragging um, it from there, Joe. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, then my uh, final peach kind of ties into that. Um, I've been back in here um, a lot more now. Um, and the other day, um, I figured out it's um, a solo from Ben Montench, uh, Tom Petty's keys player. And it's um, a- an absolutely stunning version of uh, Learning to Fly that he did. Um, I haven't heard that. Is he doing it on his own? No, this is, um, this is from with Tom Petty back in, I think it was in Gainesville, Florida or something like that. Um, with Stevie Nicks, I don't know right. if you've seen that version. Um, absolutely stunning, and the piano solo in it is like just proper lovely. And so I sat down and like just figured out the piano solo, and that's like. Is that from the uh, concert where like um, Running Down a Dream film was like the opening gig? Games. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is it. Yeah. Um, so I sat down and figured out that solo, and I'm able to kind of 
pretty much play it now, so that was uh, nice to be able to just sit down at the piano and, and learn something new, um, especially something that I really like that much. So yeah, so those are my uh, three pictures. We nailed it. We did indeed. It's another one down. So um, <laughs> that pretty much wraps us up for this week. Um, so don't forget to follow us on all the social media. We are slash Keylock the Band on Facebook, slash Keylock the Band on Twitter, at Keylock the Band on uh, Instagram, and slash Keylock the Band on YouTube. So we're all. What? My Trinity. So I'll be honest. I'll be honest. Your mic cut out well, uh, pretty badly there. What? It sounds like you're probably done. <laughs> Bye. Are you saying off? Right. Okay. Um, I think he's saying his tea his tea's ready. Yeah. Um, Johnny's off. Um, yeah. Um, so don't forget to listen to Blackfoot Strikes for next week. Um. That'll be our album of the week. And yeah, um, we'll, we'll see you on the other side. <laughs>